Welcome to The Health Connection, consciously inspiring your success. The podcast that will inspire you to achieve your optimal health and empower your mind. Where the integration of both East and West unite to give you tips, methods, and inspiration to live the life you desire. With your host, trainer and speaker, doctor of oriental medicine, licensed acupuncture physician, Tai Chi and Qigong instructor, Justin Fontanini. Get ready for an amazing show starting right now. Welcome back. This is Health Connection. I'm your host, Justin Fontanini, where every day is a great day. Hope you guys are enjoying your day, week, month, or year, wherever you're at and whatever you're doing. Hope you're staying positive, eating well, taking care of your health, enjoying life, and I hope you got a smile on your face most of the time. Today we're going to continue with our series on B vitamins. Today is going to be about vitamin B12, so stay tuned because we got some awesome information and, and a list of foods and ideas on the vitamin B12 that we can benefit from in our health. But to begin with, we're going to talk about our power quote of the day, and I have two of them for you. And they're quite important because they kind of lead into our topic, but they also show us the importance of uh, aspects of our life. So let's start with our power quote. The first one is by a gentleman named Alfred Newman. And he says, We are living in a world today where lemonade is made from artificial flavors and furniture polish is made from real lemons. So when I read that, I thought, wow, it's so true. And uh, it looks like yin and yang are upside down. It's like the things that we think are healthy, actually when you dive into it and analyze what had been done to the food or the product, or if we see the uh, ingredients in it, we might find that they're actually not as good as we thought. So it looks like we can get tricked easily. So when he says that lemonade is made from artificial flavors, if you analyze your friends, yourself, maybe others, and you start looking at what we're consuming, what we're drinking, a lot of the stuff that we take in our body is not even real stuff. It doesn't come from nature. It's a man-made product. And then even if it was you know, from nature, what have we done to it? What have we put into it? What kind of, uh, you know chemicals, preservatives, colorings, additives have we put in there to do something for whatever reason to it or the way we packaged it. You know, all these things contribute to uh, our health. And if we're taking in things that aren't so healthy and aren't real and are synthetic, well, then we can't complain about our health because we did it to ourselves. Because we are what we eat and what we consume goes into our body. And if we have heavy metal toxicity, if we have pesticide toxicity, if we have all these synthetic ingredients that are messing up our microbiome, which is in our gut, which is where 80% of our immune system is, then we're the only ones to blame because we're the ones that put it into our mouth. So that's why it's important to look at this quote. And it, it tells us that the lemonade is actually fake. And the things we clean our furniture with is actually real. It's like flipped. It's like upside down. So it's a little food for thought. And with that said, let's look at our second uh, power quote. And this one is by a gentleman named Eric McAdams. And he says, If you keep good food in your fridge, you will eat good food. Now this one's quite sweet and simple. But when you think about it, when we go to the store, sometimes we buy stuff for color. We buy stuff because it's on sale. We buy stuff out of convenience. We're hungry and we buy things that we normally wouldn't buy. So we come home and we have all this stuff that we put in our fridge and the cabinets. And a lot of it's convenient food. It's packaged, preserved, it's uh, canned, it's microwavable. 
It's synthetic. It's got all this trash in there. It's not even real food. And very seldom do we we come home and we have uh, primarily green colored things or or uh, a variety of different colored fruits and vegetables. It's mostly packaged foods, canned foods, you know, refrigeratable foods. So the it's not like something fresh that we picked off the tree or picked out of the ground. We're we're lacking these type of foods and and we're becoming uh, affected by the quality of the food we're eating. So it, the person that goes to the store is really the one that's in charge of the health for the family because we are what we eat. Our 80% of our immune system is in our microbiome, it's in our gut. So if we're eating good healthy foods with high vitamin C, high B vitamins, high minerals and nutrients, trace elements, then it's going to affect our body and our immune system is going to be richer. But if we're eating dead food, food that's been preserved, packaged, canned, uh, microwavable, the quality's not good, it's synthetic. When we eat all that, it affects our microbiome, there goes our immune system, then we start to get sick, allergies, skin problems, all kinds of things. So it's really important that whoever goes to the store, they buy real stuff, healthy stuff, stuff that they, they know, they believe, they've done research, they found that this food it will contribute to the health rather than take away from the health. So that's why the Japanese philosophy that I learned from Mishokushi, he always said the master of the family's health is the, the chef in the kitchen. And the chef in the kitchen, that's usually the one that goes to the store and buys the ingredients. So if he's going to the store and buying all kinds of junk or buying all kinds of healthy stuff, when they bring it home, prepare it, and feed it to the family, it's going to impact their health, their immune system and such like that. So it's quite important. And this is the Japanese philosophy. It's not my own. It's just what I've learned has been passed through from generation to generation. So and a little bit more food for thought. So with that said, let's get right into the topic on uh, vitamin B12. Now this vitamin, it's, uh, it's very important. We need it. It's, it's got a lot of things that it does for the body. And it's, it's supplemented quite a bit by a lot of Americans. And even you may get tested on your blood test to see how your vitamin B12 levels are. But basically this vitamin, it's synthesized by bacteria. And it, and it can exist in all the animal foods. In the stomach, it secretes something called an intrinsic factor. And this is very important for the absorption of the B12, which is in the ileum. And calcium is also needed for this process. So these, these factors, if they're not there, we can't absorb the B12. Or if we're eating food that's not in, we're not going to get the B12. And now this is very important because there's something called megaloblastic anemia. And this will occur if the B12 is deficient. And it also can occur if the intrinsic factor is low or deficient as well in the body. And some people may call it pernicious anemia, but basically is uh, the result of B12 deficiency. And if the B12 deficiency is there, we've got to find out why. You know, there's, there's many reasons why, so that's why you got to get checked, get evaluated, or do a self-evaluation, find out how your health is, how's your status, your health, and if you need help, go search for it. If you evaluate your health and you find out your diet really needs to improve, well, then you got to do something, you got to change, you got to improve that. And uh, B12 is, is very crucial. And it, it plays a vital role in the nervous system function. So different aspects of the nervous system, they, uh, they require B12 to function properly as long, uh, along with the other B vitamins as well. So it's quite important. And the vitamin B12, it, uh, it's in the, it connects to the, the production of some neurotransmitters. 
And this is quite important because they found people that have mood imbalances, uh, they're very susceptible to uh, have mood swings, too much stress, you know, the mood doesn't seem like stable. They have a lot of times a B12 deficiency. So that's why they recommend B12 in some cases where there's a mood problem. You know, the emotions are, you know, too up and down and stuff like that. And, um, and if that's the case, you can adjust the diet. You can... Uh, eat more nutritious, more whole foods that may have more B12. And you can also do a supplement and get tested. They do have injections, by the way, but uh, you got to check for preservatives and chemicals. So if you get an injection, make sure it's preservative chemical free. And you can just ask your physician about that. And a lot of times they do have that, but uh, sometimes you got to request it. Uh, because you know, unless you want chemicals and preservatives in your body, I, you know, I don't personally, but that's why I got to know about these things. So... The uh, different types of uh, B12 exist. So there, there's cyanocobalamin. That's the most common oral form. But this form has to be converted to an active form called methylcobalamin. So sometimes it makes more sense just to take the methylcobalamin, and that's the main active form that's, that's orally available in the United States. So that's a pretty good thing for us. So if you do take a supplement or something, they, uh, most often you're going to want to take the methylcobalamin. So do a little research, and if you, if you get that one, it might be a little more uh, effective for you. You might notice that. So uh, plants, uh, they do not contain uh, bioactive forms of B12 unless they're you know, contaminated or they've been affected by some type of microorganisms. Maybe some fermentation process can uh, you know, lead to B12. I'm not going to talk about that too much. That would be a topic for your own research. But that one, just a little bit of uh, consideration for you. So vegetarian people, they, they commonly they try to get the uh, vitamin B12 from other sources. And uh, a lot of times, like in Japan, they, this is quite popular. So they get it from wakame or nori, which are two types of uh, algae from the, the ocean, which if you get a good source, a good pure source, and you, you trust where it came from, the water you believe is clean there, it has uh, extremely high benefits for the entire body. So I'd highly recommend you to uh, research wakame or nori to see its benefits in the body. And then you can include that into uh, maybe your miso soup, maybe cook it into your beans, cook it into your rice. So you get an extra blast of minerals and nutrients that may be quite deficient in the, uh, the standard American diet that you're eating, which is um, abbreviated as SAD. So that's why the, uh, you got to eat you know, more of a whole foods, natural, maybe plant-based diet that you can um, consume foods that are more rich in minerals and nutrients and stuff like that. So some therapeutic <coughs> considerations regarding B12. They, uh, now this list that I'm going to share with you, it, it's coming from the book, again like the other B vitamin podcast that we did. It, it's coming from the clinical nutrition, a functional approach. And this one, I like this book because it's the one we use in school. But it has over uh, 12 different authors that are all medical doctors, PhDs, naturopathic doctors, uh, nurses, and stuff like that. So it's uh, put together by a, a very powerful team of people that really did their homework. So I, I trust it. So the information I'm presenting you today is coming from this book. And uh, it's not meant to replace you know, a doctor. you got to always you know, have your physician, your acupuncturist, your doctor, chiropractor, nutritionist, whoever's helping you to uh, sometimes guide you. So this one, I just try to open your eyes and give you a, essentially the basic stuff on vitamin B12. 
and then a list of foods that you can uh, find that are very high in B12 because that's the main point for today is to share with you a list of foods that are higher in, in B12. So with that said, let's look at some, some symptoms and issues that may be uh, uh, related to the B12. So the first one is anemia. So anybody with anemia, you got to get your B12 level checked. And if you're fatigued and tired because of the anemia, the, uh, the B12 may be there too because B12 is really good for fatigue in uh, boosting the energy up. But it's also very good for other interesting things such as asthma and hepatitis. And by the way, B12 is stored in the liver. And you have enough vitamin B12 that's stored in the liver to go around five years. <clears throat> maybe a little longer, maybe a little less. Depending on the quality of, and health of your liver and the quality and the health of you as an individual. And then in addition to your diet and your alcohol intake. Because alcohol can completely wash out and make you urinate out all your your B12 over the over time if you're a, if you use alcohol quite a lot in, a, in an excessive amount, but they also found out that the B12 is good for dementia, uh, epilepsy, depression, psychosis, irritability. So you see all these uh, mood swings, these emotional things, and that's why they they uh, use the B12 for the emotions. And in Chinese medicine is interesting because we we look at the liver as uh, one of the regulators for the emotions in the body. So when someone comes, they have depression, they're irritable, they're angry. We treat the liver with acupuncture, with herbs, with diet to balance the liver out because we know the liver has a big role, a big play with the, uh, the mood and the emotions. So it's quite interesting. Also, it's good for uh, ataxia, numbness, tingling, neuropathy. So anytime the, there's uh, anemia, the blood flow can't get to the extremities so well, and then you might start getting numbness or tingling. And if it goes on for a long time, if there's a B12 deficiency affecting the nerves, then you're going to have maybe the neuropathy, which is an advanced type of uh, neurological issue with numbness and tingling. Most often associated with the legs, but I do see it a lot with patients in the, um, in the hands and the arms as well. But they're talking also about AIDS, multiple sclerosis, tinnitus, and infertility. So it's interesting. All these things, they, uh, they believe B12 can help to assist so uh, that'd be something to consider or something to talk to your doctor about or whoever you get in the b12 from maybe your nutritionist the health food store you know whatever it may be so b12 uh, as a supplement it's uh, commonly given in about 1000 to 5000 microgram doses and i mentioned earlier they have injectable forms but always remember preservative free chemical free and uh, make sure whatever you put in your body you're not putting stuff that would counterbalance the positive thing that you're trying to do. So you just got to be aware of what may go into your body. Uh, oral forms, they're uh, widely used in Sweden, but uh, less common in the U United States. Also, a lack of the intrinsic factor uh, produced by the parietal cells of the stomach, may, they may be the cause of your B12 deficiency. And uh, this is something to consider because there's a test in this test, there's a, it's called a Schilling test. This can test for the uh, intrinsic factor availability. And it, it should be considered to find uh, the exact B12 deficiency or the cause of it sometimes. So, uh, Other situations uh, from a functional medicine approach that may be related to the uh, vitamin B12. I have a few, a few of them here that I'll share with you. Neurological dysfunction, peripheral neuropathy, numbness and tingling, neuritis. Disorders of the mood, 
And to figure this out, they're recommending basically you should do a complete blood count to determine whether or not you know anemia exists or whatever. So this is always a good idea because B12, it is quite safe and it's extremely safe. There's no toxicity even at very high doses. They, they don't have any reports. That's what, that's what I'm reading from the research here. And uh, this is good to know. So if you do take supplements, you're, you're quite okay. If, if your B12 levels, you know, normal, but you're a little fatigued or your stress is high, you're a little irritable, maybe the emotions, the depression, you can take a little extra B12. That might, you might find a benefit and you might want to, maybe in addition to a supplement, just use the foods that I'm going to share with you here shortly. Maybe eat more of those in your, in your diet. And I like the food source because you're going to get a variety. You see, nature made the foods whole with an array of different minerals, nutrients, and vitamins in there. They all buffer, balance each other out to make a, a complete food, a, a whole food to make it more harmonized, more balanced. Because if we just take the, the active ingredient out of something, then we take that, it, it may seem to work, but then, then there's some other factors, some other nutrients or minerals that may be in need to support that main active ingredient. You're not going to get that when you take just a single ingredient. So for me, I love the food therapy in the Chinese medicine or the functional medicine approach because the food is, is whole. And if you eat a fresh, organic you know, product that's been picked right off the vine, it's going to be bursting with nutrients and minerals and flavor because it's so good. But as soon as you eat something and the flavor is not there, the color is not there, it doesn't look normal. There's some kind of mineral, nutritional, vitamin, phytochemical deficiency. So we should recognize this. And uh, it's quite easy to see sometimes when you look at a tomato, when it's all pale looking or yellow. And then you eat it and it tastes like crap. Tastes like cardboard. So you might as well not even eat because that thing has very little nutrients in there compared to something that was grown in extremely fertile soil. Rich soil with that's been put compost in there that has live bacteria, has live worms still living in the soil because it hasn't been sprayed with chemical. And then you, you grow the tomatoes and when the tomato becomes ripe, it's it's solid bursting with red flavor you cut it open it's juicy to the maximum there's tons of seeds in there and the flavor just melts in your mouth is so good so this is what my ancestors you know grew up doing is growing tomatoes in italy so they they still do that a lot in europe people have their own garden in their backyard but it's just that we're so busy today we forgot the important things in life so we chase the dollar and then we get on that human hamster wheel and we just keep going and when we're really wake up and look around we're not really going anywhere we're just on the hamster wheel just spinning our feet you know not really making momentum so sometimes you gotta jump off take a breath you know grow a tomato plant have fun in life enjoy remember to smile and laugh so let's go back to the b12 here uh they talk about the vegetarians people that are have been vegetarian for a number of years they should uh check their b12 or find foods that are higher in it or supplement with it because the liver it, it, it does have B12, but it can only last so long before it starts to become short. And then the symptoms start to show up in the body. Maybe as anemia, fatigue, tiredness, the mood, the emotions, infertility, whatever it may be, they start to, uh, to show up. So also for elderly people, as people get older, their body, their organs are getting tired, fatigued, they're wearing out. So that's why as a collective, 
that the elderly people are more tired, more fatigued, is a reflection of their internal organs that all work together to contribute as a whole to make that person feel fatigued or energized. So because of this, their digestion goes downhill. Their absorption, their processing of all the foods and nutrition and everything to, to build the DNA back up, to take care of the body, to build the blood up, it becomes a little bit impaired. So it's a good idea for elderly people to uh, check their B12 levels as well. It should be considered and it may be adding a supplement or adjusting the diet accordingly so they can get a little benefit. So their energy goes higher, they can enjoy life, keep going. So this is quite important. And then lastly, about the B12, anybody under higher stress, the, uh, it's going to affect the B vitamins. And especially when the fatigue starts to roll in, you might want to consider increasing your B12 or even just taking a B-complex or talk, um, adding these things that we're going to talk about in the diet that would help with the, uh, the B12 levels. So let's go right into the food that is uh, rich in B12. Now some of these foods, some of you have eaten, some of you have not eaten. The first six or seven, you're going to be quite surprised, but uh, let's just go right into it. Now this is uh, cobalamin content of certain foods in the micrograms per three and a half ounces of a serving. So the highest level that we're going to see is at 104. And it's, at, it's from the liver of lamb. And uh, it's quite interesting because most people probably haven't eaten liver of lamb. But if you go to a Middle Eastern market, it's uh, quite popular. In Europe too, South America and Asia as well. Uh, unfortunately, we grew up eating uh, you know, pizza, Pop-Tarts. Uh, hamburgers, french fries, ketchup, soda pop, you know, uh, Kool-Aid, all these different things. So in our culture, we're not so used to different foods that other cultures are used to. But if you ever sit down with an individual from another culture, uh, get to know them, become friends with them, see how they live, see how they eat, you might learn a lot from them. So it's quite an interesting experience. So uh, the next one that we're going to drop down to 98, it's clams. And then beef liver at 80. Kidneys from the lamb at 63, calf liver at 60, beef kidneys at 31, chicken liver at 25. So you can see the first ones were all liver and kidneys. It's the organ meats, and then clams were in there. These have the highest content of the cobalamin, the B12. And then after chicken liver, it drops down to 18. So you can see we took a quite a drop from 104 now to 18, which is oysters, which is still pretty good. But it's not too uh, common that people would eat a lot of clams and oysters. So these foods are quite interesting. You'd have to find a, you know, a dish or a method or a way to eat these. And uh, that's also probably why supplementation is quite popular. But then again, remember other cultures. They grew up eating these things all the time. And, and I myself... I, I've eaten plenty of liver from the, uh, the from beef and also from chicken, and I've eaten you know heart from the beef too. And that's just because it's on the plate. It was just part of you know the way I grew up, so I experienced that. And each organ has a very gigantic supply of a variety of minerals and nutrients. So you can do the study on that later and find out, and then see if that's something you want to try to try to swallow. But let's keep going. At 17 is sardines. Uh, beef heart at 11, egg yolks uh, 6. Eggs are the most popular breakfast food in the whole world. So you're going to you can't go wrong with those. They're very healthy for you. Don't let anybody tell you they're not, but a, a chicken 
this roaming outside free to eat uh, insects, seeds from the grass, and other little things in the, in the yard or in the field, they're going to be healthier than a caged chicken that's been, you know, uh, living an unnatural life and then, you know, uh, made to produce in mass production uh, eggs, you know, in a commercial way. So I always recommend free-range eggs that came from a healthy chicken, organic too, of course. And if you can get it from your local farmer or a neighbor that's growing that would share with you or trade with you, you'll be doing yourself a favor. So I do like eggs. I don't eat them every day. But it's good to keep in your diet for all the benefits they do have. And then we're going to go to 5.2. It's the uh, heart from lamb. And then we're going to drop down to 5 is trout. And then salmon is at 4. Tuna is at 3. Lamb meat is at 2.1. Sweetbreads with the thymus is at 2.1. Eggs at 2. Dried whey is at 2. Lean beef at 1.8. So you can see lean beef at 1.8 and lamb at 2.1 it's quite a low level compared to the organ meats so the organ meats are very potent so you eat a little bit of that you'll get a blast right away so powerful and then uh, then we're gonna get into some type of cheeses Swiss cheese 1.8 brie cheese 1.6 guri cheese 1.6 blue cheese 1.4 then we're gonna get into some fish haddock 1.3 flounder 1.2 scallops 1.2 and then a little bit more cheese. Cheddar cheese, one. Cottage cheese, one. Mozzarella cheese is at one. And then we'll get into a little more fish. Halibut is at one. Perch, one. Swordfish at one. So you can see fish, the halibut, the perch, swordfish is all at one. And then the highest was the uh, liver from lamb is at 104. Quite interesting. So that's a little food for thought to give you some ideas of the contents of foods that contain the cobalamin, the uh, B12. And uh, it's always important as you eat food to know what you're eating, what's in there, and how it's going to benefit you. And also where it came from and how it's been produced and grown. Because if you're traveling through life so busy and you don't have time to, to learn and understand what you're consuming, you might be just eating food that's not really benefiting you so much and then you're starting to fall ill from that. And then uh, it would just be a simple... Diet shift, a simple research, a simple understanding of what you're consuming because you always want to eat something that has a benefit to you. You always want to consider your food if it has a positive or negative impact. Is this food yin or yang? Is it good or bad? Does it benefit me or hurt me? Does it advance me or slow me down? It's yin and yang. you got to always understand your food and then take your, your health and then be responsible for it, for what you do. So... I hope you got something out of this podcast. If you feel it was beneficial for you and you'd like to learn more, click the subscribe button. I'll shoot you an update for our next uh, podcast. That way you can uh, keep in tune to the next one that's coming. And if you really enjoy the podcast, leave a positive comment. Maybe somebody hears that or sees that and all of a sudden they were you know, inspired and motivated to learn something about diet, the B vitamins, and, or other topics and uh, they might have got a benefit in their life. And then so because of that, that was you. The, you were their link to get better. And uh, that's how we're all connected. We're all connected as one. So I always repeat that. So let's take care of each other. Enjoy your day, week, month, or year, whatever you're doing. Smile a lot. Be positive. Have fun. Laugh. Enjoy life. One love. Until next time, we'll see you then. <laughs>